much for tuning in to my podcast again today. My name is Mr. Radiant and I'm an Africanist. I'm a black man. I'm an African traditional person. And as you all know, this program tries or seeks to demystify certain ideologies that um, surrounds the African traditional religion and I'll try my best and um, I would do the little that I can and um, I hope that with this initiative um, things are going to get um, a bit okay and people will change the way they see certain things about the African traditional religion. So once again, my name is Mr. Radiant and thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast of mine. In the previous episode, I made mention of the African traditional system and how it's not supposed to be a religion or a worship because worshipping or worship falls under the whole system. It's a whole culture on its own. It has its own worship. It has its own music system. It has its dance. It has its languages and whatever you can find in any other aspect of culture. So today, I will be going a bit deeper into the origins or the beginnings of the gods that we see in African traditional spirituality. This is what today we are going to zero on in this show on this podcast my name is mr radiant once again Welcome back. Today we will be looking at the pantheon or the structural arrangements of gods or deities in the African traditional system. In my first episode, I made mention that there is a concept of a supreme god and This concept is one such a way that it is believed that one cannot go directly in worship of the Supreme God. So, just as there is a president and there are ministers, there are deputy ministers, it's in a similar manner in which there is a Supreme God and there are other gods. Now, as I noted in my first episode, this is just a concept. And there are schools of thoughts that are for or against this concept. Now, I will be delving deeper from my line of studies, which is voodoo, 
which is generalized as voodoo in the western part of the world and the Americas and the non Fong or ever speaking folks. They know it as voodoo, but it's called voodoo. Voodoo. Now, in voodoo, we don't have a supreme god with other gods or deities under him or her or it. There is nothing like that in voodoo. There are gods. And at a point in time, the potency of manifestation of each of these gods during that period of time elevates them to the status of Mau. Mau in Fong or Ewe means the unsurpassable. The unsurpassable. So the unsurpassable in Ewe is Mau. So at a point in time when one particular deity or god manifests a higher vibration of potency, during that particular period, that deity is Mau. So, in the ever cosmology, in the creation of the world, there was Mause, there was Maube, there was Maulisa, there was Mause, Maube, and Maulisa. And in some aspects of voodoo, or voodoo, this Mause, Maube, Maulisa has been combined to become Mausobolisa. So there was Mause, there was Maube, and there was Maulisa. And each of these manifested a potency. Then, there is Mau Kitikata. Mau Kitikata is a god or the deity who controls everything within this cosmic manifestation. Mau Sogbolisa is the originator of everything in the cosmos. Mau Kitikata is the one who manages everything within the cosmos. And there is Mause or Mause. Mause or Mause. This refers to the God who creates destinies of human beings. This is how the cosmology in Voodoo is like. There's Mause, Maube, Maulisa, who in other vibrations or languages is known as Mausubolisa. And there is Mau Kitikata, and there's Mau Ese. Mau Sogbolisa is not powerful than Mau Kitikata. And Mau Kitikata is not less powerful than Mau Ese. These are all gods or deities who demonstrated or who are still demonstrating different vibrations of energy. So at a particular level that they manifested in a particular vibration, they are seen as the unsurpassable at that moment. Just as there's a boxing match and there's a heavyweight champion of the world, 
A heavyweight champion of the world doesn't be the champion to the end. The title goes to other people, and they also become heavyweight champions. So in this analogy, we don't have a supreme God sitting somewhere and other gods around him. But there are deities, there are gods. And at each point, there is a vibration or an energy manifestation of one of these gods, that god becomes unsurpassable. That is why if you look in the African traditional system, there are so many pantheons of gods. There's a league of deities in African traditional system. Mind you, I use system. I don't use worship or belief or religion. The African traditional system, as I said in my earlier episode, I refer to it as a system. We refer to it as a system because it starts from somewhere and it's going somewhere. It's heading towards somewhere. This is a system. It keeps going on its own. It revives on its own. It's not a religion which has a known origin and at a point in time can be totally annihilated. No. It's a system, so it keeps going on. Those who are practicing it today, if tomorrow they are not there, the system still goes on. So in the African traditional setting, we don't have a big God and a small God. We have gods. And at each point in time, the manifestation of vibration, which is demonstrated by one of these gods, make them or makes that god an unsurpassable, the hero at the moment. And we say Mau, the unsurpassable one. So with this analogy, I shall be delving a little into what divination sounds like or what divination is. And in my next episode, I will go 100% on how divination or what divination is. Before I go into divination, worship. I will later on go into details on what worship entails in the African traditional system. But I want to give a, a gist of that. I want to say something small on worship. In worship, there is music, there is incantation, there is libation. That is how worship goes like. There is music, there is incantations, there is libation and evocations. In Africa, we don't pray. We invoke. We invoke presence of deities. We don't send prayers to deities somewhere. We invoke them to come to us. That is the potency of African traditional system.
and it works and it is still working today there are so many videos and stories around the internet in the african traditional worship we don't pray we invoke and that is where libation comes in that is where incantations come in and in invocation doubts do arise as we are invoking and the presence of the deity is now felt or the deity we are invoking is manifested then people begin to bring their doubts before this deity and this presentation of doubt for a possible solution is what in the African traditional system can be referred to as divination. You communicate with the deity, you communicate with a God that you have invoked to clear certain doubts, to respond to certain doubts of some people or followers. This is what divination is. There is cowrie shell divination and there is a chain divination. There's a cowrie shell divination, there's a chain divination. But before you can become a diviner, there are certain steps that one must follow. So in my next episode, I will be talking much on divination, how, divina how diviners are gotten, the training process, what divination entails, and what have you. So today we have been able to understand that there is no big God and smaller gods. There are gods. And at each point in time, whichever God demonstrates unsurpassable potency becomes the hero of the day and he becomes the Mau. This is how it is in Voodoo. And I am sure this is how it is also in other traditional systems across the continent. So without much to say, I would like to thank you very much for taking time to listen to my message. See you in the next episode. Thank you very much. And a good Africa, the black man.
black spirituality, African traditional system, with me, Mr. Radiant.